If you're in your 50s, you've probably got plenty going on in your life, and retirement may not be in front of your mind. On today's show, we'll highlight some things you should keep in mind as you head into retirement. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. And welcome, everybody, to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. How are you doing to, to this weekend, Steve? I'm great, Teresa. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's... it's spring is in full swing and looking ahead to summer and, and just... I, I can't wait. All the nice warm weather. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice to have good weather. It is. That's, that's for sure. It is. It is. Something to look forward to. So that's definitely a, a big, big plus. And also you're president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. And, and Steve is also a fiduciary. And that's important, folks, because he's got your best interest in mind. He's not out there pushing a product or trying to earn a commission. And he's got over two decades of experience. That is worth having on your side when you're looking for a financial advisor. So, you know, getting ready for retirement can feel like a full-time job. Hopefully not, but sometimes it can't because you've got so many different things you've got to, you know, take into consideration and make sure you have all your 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 ducks in a row, so to speak. So we're going to give you some tips to help you prepare for those golden years. The first one, not a fun one, but a necessary one, is create a budget and create it now. Yeah, create it now is right. So if you're <laughs> if you're nearing retirement, you want to get on a budget. You want to start tracking your spending. Uh, you want to look at your spending to figure out where your money's actually going, and then you can start budgeting. So once you figure that out. Um, you, then you can determine if you have enough savings for retirement. So we want to use your current spending as a baseline for retirement and then add on the additional kind of bucket list items that you want to do, um, the stuff that you want to do early in retirement while you're still healthy. So if it's, you know, there's trips or things that you want to do, we want to add that on top of what you're already spending because no one wants to retire and live a worse lifestyle. So budgeting is really important. Work, you know, working together if you're married on on a budget is also important right so you might keep your finances separated and a lot of a lot of uh, married couples do that but when it comes to retiring if you're married chances are i would hope that you're going to be spending time with your spouse in retirement <laughs> and so um it's it's important that the goals are on the same page even if the finances are are completely separated and so um that there should be a joint budget even if even if you guys have individual finances, um, we want to look at what the activities you're doing together, what those cost, and then you guys can break down between you who pays what out of what. Um, and so one of the things that you want to have in place, and technology is so wonderful these days, is you want to be working with an advisor who's using an aggregator tool. And what that is, is it basically filters in the data from your bank accounts and your credit cards and we'll show you on one screen, here's what you made in deposits, here's actually what went out the door. And when you do that, you're not using just your gut, you're actually planning for the situation you have, not the situation you wish you had. And so that's, that's uh, we see that, that's the most common thing that I see with uh, people who have even had financial plans run, is they'll make it based on an expense worksheet. And the expense worksheet is completely unrealistic because they, they tend to underestimate their expenses because it's they're they're thinking oh well my commuting cost is going to go down and this is going to go down and they you, they have all these assumptions it's much better to look at the actual numbers mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah and that's great you you go through everything in the use of the aggregator you take everything with the credit cards and and that's that's important you want to make sure you got everything lined up also to lengthening your long term uh 
and your long-term care plan because, you know, we're, people are living longer every day. You may not think that, but we always say there's so many hundredth birthdays in the news. You see them from time to time. No, yeah, there is. It's uh, There's about over 2 million people that turn 100 that are living at 100 and above right now mm-hmm. uh, as of the 2020 census data. Now, if you're 65 and married, right, there's a 49% chance that one of the two of you is going to make it to 90. And there's a 20% chance that one of the two of you is going to make it to 95. So these days, some people retire in their 60s and live until they're 90 years old. So if you're 65 and married, there's a 49% chance that one of the two of you is going to make it to 90. There's a 20% chance that one of the two of you is going to make it to 95, which means that you really have to plan for a 30-year retirement window. And so planning involves more than just making sure you have enough money. It's also, um, there's a lot of activities and things like that and a lot of hours in those days. And you don't want to just, um, you didn't work your whole life to have a, to sit around and watch TV the, the whole day in retirement. So you want to have a rewarding retirement and do some of the things that you want to do. And so you want to make sure you have enough money to sustain the lifestyle that you want throughout your retirement, even if you live into your 90s. Oh, yeah. You definitely, you want to definitely enjoy your retirement. Like you said, you didn't work all those years just to sit and watch reruns. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, also, too, you want to pay yourself first. Great advice anytime. So the golden rule of personal finance is to pay yourself first. It's especially important when it comes to saving for retirement. Well, first off, it's the most effective way to build a large nest egg is to have money that you're systematically contributing. And so by doing that, you're, you're, you're paying yourself before you pay like your mortgage and your other bills. The easiest way and the most common way we all do that is through our retirement plan at work because it's coming out of your, your check before it even hits your bank account. So that's, that's usually the best and easiest way to do that. And we've talked you know, before about you always want to contribute at least enough to get any type of employer match. You don't want to ever leave free money on the table as well. So paying yourself first is definitely very important. Yes, yes. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995 is the number to get in touch with Steve. Also, have a retirement goal age. This is very important. You get out of college and you come and you work here. How much did they first pay you to give up on your dreams? 27 grand a year. And when were you going to stop and come back and do what makes you happy? And if you don't recognize that clip, that's from Up in the Air. Um, but that's, you know, we all have a dream when we're kids, right? So, um, I, I think it's a, I always like to start with that because now you've worked your whole career and maybe you worked doing what you love. Um, but for a lot of us, we kind of put those childhood dreams aside and we do a career for our whole life. And the whole, the whole time that we're working, we're thinking, all right, well, at the end of the road, I'm going to be able to do what I want to do. But we, we have that notion in our head, but we've never actually thought about what that actually looks like and what we're going to, what we're actually going to do when we retire. Mm-hmm. We, we know we're going to do something when we retire and it's, it's going to be a lot better than working. Right. But we don't, we haven't actually put pen to paper and said, all right, these are the things that I actually want to do. And so um, the first step of putting together a retirement plan is to have an age at which you want to retire. Right. And then it's figuring out the things that you want to do with with that retirement. And um, you need to decide that ahead of time because you want to make sure, especially um, not everyone is different, right? So sometimes maybe you're older than your spouse, right? So maybe you're, you're thinking in your head, hey, I want to retire at 65, but your spouse is say 55 and still working. And maybe he or she doesn't want you sitting around the house all day um, while they're at work. And then it, it, leads, it leads to friction. So you want to always, um, you always want to make sure if you're married that you're on the same page with your spouse, even when it comes to picking your retirement age. That, that's important, being on the same page, because happy wife, happy life, right? That's what they say, or happy husband. I don't know what the saying is for the husband, but... Yeah, I don't think people care if the husband's happy. Sort of <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, but it's definitely important. Also, too, and... and Obviously, this is a no-brainer. Consult a financial advisor. And so there are a lot of different financial advisors out there and people who call themselves financial advisors. And 
So it might be a representative from your 401k plan at work who's saying I'm a financial advisor, mm. but what they're doing is they're giving you advice on the plan at work. Okay. Um, they're not really looking at your whole situation holistically. Right. And so someone who specializes in retirement distribution is, is important to work with because you want to have a relationship with that person throughout your retirement. And you want someone who understands the importance of having a well-defined goal and having, and knowing how changes in your lifestyle impact what, you know, what your, your overall financial picture looks like. So it's nice when there's a great market, um, everyone looks like a genius, right? But when you have a market like we had last March, uh, where it goes down 38% in a month, it's nice to have someone who can say, this is how it impacts your specific retirement. And so, um, really having a, an advisor that's there, that's guiding you, that's doing ongoing review is super important retirement. Oh, sure. And those with the, the years of experience behind them as well. I mean, that's, you definitely want that on your side. Um, also too, we've got one more it's figure out your retirement income gap. So this is one of the most critical parts of a retirement distribution plan. So what is your retirement income gap? Well, it's, if we, if we done the first part, right, where we've aggregated your expenses and we have a realistic number of what you're spending currently, and then we add on the other things that you want to do, then once we have those numbers, then we look at your guaranteed sources of income. So that typically for most people is going to be social security. And then if you're lucky enough to have a pension, um, that would be a guaranteed source of income as well. So you, you take the expenses minus the guaranteed sources of income. If your guaranteed sources of income are more than your expenses, then you're in pretty good shape. But for most people, that's not the case. So you're going to have an income gap. And then, so what you want to do is recreate that paycheck. And when you're looking at your investments, and remember, we talked about potentially planning on a 30 year retirement, right? Well, what eats into your money over 30 years? Well, inflation does, right? So mm -hmm. money today isn't going to buy the same thing 30 years from now. So you want to you want to recreate your paycheck, but you want to do it with the fewest amount of dollars possible because you still want to have money available to invest for growth to keep pace with inflation. And so the analogy I always use is the total cereal commercial from the 80s where they they say for one bowl of total, you have to eat eight bowls of cornflakes, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so we've been ingrained in our head that you should own bonds, right? When you retire, you should have your age in bonds. And so if you're 60 years old, the rule of thumb was you should have 60% of your portfolio in bonds. Well, that rule of thumb is complete nonsense. Let's look at when that rule of thumb was created. It was created in the 1970s when interest rates were 16%. And financial services firms like EF Hutton and Shearson, what were they selling? Bonds. So what did they want you to buy more of? Bonds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. um, so the point is, is that that bond rule is, is a, a rule that, first of all, doesn't apply. Number two, it's a rule that was created by the financial services industry to serve them, not you. So any money you set aside for income is intrinsically not liquid because you have to keep the money there in order to continue to get the income. So what you want to look at is what investment will produce you the income that you need for the fewest amount of dollars. And so that's, some, that's something that we do when we put together a plan. And if you're one of our next 15 callers, we're going to go through a strategic development process with you. First, we're going to review your taxes, your long-term tax issues, um, your retirement accounts, your IRAs, um, we're going to look at your spending. We're going to aggregate your expenses and we're going to come up with a realistic projection. We're also going to help you establish your retirement income goal by asking you the right questions, asking you questions that involve your lifestyle and what, what it's going to look like in retirement and what your social interactions are going to be and, and where do you want to live in retirement? All of those things factor in to your retirement distribution plan. We're also going to analyze your current investments which is one of the most important things to do because not all of your investments are bad. I'm sure some of them are pretty good, but it's important that you understand why you own what you own. And number two, what you're paying for those investments in dollars. And we're going to make that available to the next 15 callers absolutely free. 
That's right. Call Steve at 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's common sense planning and straight talk. Instead of the financial double talk and a sales pitch, you might get somewhere else. Give Steve a call right now, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Steve is an advisor you can trust with over two decades of experience, and he is a fiduciary, folks. That is so important to remember. He's got your best interest in mind. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What's on the way next, Steve? Well, for most of us, it's been a long time since we've been a rookie at anything, but retirement can change that. In this segment, we're going to look at some rookie retirement mistakes to avoid. And you are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. You can check out his website at laurelwealthsolutions.com. And uh, Steve's also a sought-after speaker, and he's been brought in to train other advisors to some of the largest financial firms and insurance companies and also presents all around the country at universities and venues like the United Nations. That's impressive. That's can't say that about everybody, you know. I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, and with the decades of experience and a fiduciary, I, you know, it's it's just, it's great. It's great. All that experience, and that's what you want. So, where we're talking about different um, retirement, um, you know, bullet points getting you ready for a golden years. Now we're talking about not being a rookie. So is 70 the new 65? Is it? Well, so when, when do you start that rookie year of retirement? Right. right? So, um, <clears throat> well, between 2000 and 2014, the number of Americans who were a century or older increased by 44%, right? So think about that for a second. So if there's a possibility, like we've been talking mm -hmm. about, that you're going to live to 100, maybe you might want to hang on and work a couple more years. Um, so if you're living longer, if you like your job, if you're not being forced out the door, then maybe you want to stay. Um, and so I've had clients work well into their seventies. Uh, so is 70, the new 65 possibly, but that being said, if you have the money to retire and you don't like your job and you're ready to go out, then it's, it's smarter to go out earlier. So it's for each, for every person, it's an individual decision. Correct. Correct. That is correct. Okay. Also, not learning from others. Right. Well, retirement can be a tough landscape to navigate. So you want to talk to your advisor. You want to talk to your family and friends. And you want to try and design a custom retirement plan that builds your needs. Well, what do I mean by that? Why, do, why, why would we say when we're doing individual advice, why would you want to talk to your friends? Well, because it's not just the check that stops when you retire, right? It's the hours in the day. And so you might want to get ideas of rewarding ways to fill your day when you're retired. Um, so if you have enough money to retire and you know, you're not going to always be traveling most of the time, but maybe there's activities within the community or, or charities or, or, or people you want to help or things you want to volunteer and do. And throughout the world, I've had clients retire and join the Peace Corps. So there's, you know, everyone's retirement plan is different and everyone's vision of how they're going to spend their days in retirement is vision is different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also to not upsizing your savings after downsizing. Yeah. So it's tempting, right? When we downsize to, we have the extra money coming in to then plan a big family vacation or, um, do a family cruise. And so, if you're doing that, then you're you're missing out. Yes, you're still gonna have less expenses because now you're you have a smaller place most likely and your your bills are more manageable. But one of the big advantages is having that extra money come in that you can then put in, in into and invest and and generate more income in retirement. And so if you sell a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house and you get uh, you go down to a $150,000 house, just to use a simple example, mm -hmm. that's an extra $100,000 that you could potentially 
be investing in creating an additional income source for you. Um, so, you know, if you go and spend that on a new, you know, a new Maserati, <laughs> that's, that's money that's not going to help you in terms of retirement income. Right. And so uh, that's a rookie mistake. Yes, definitely. Um, also to not building emergency savings. This is a huge one. So we tend to think, oh, well, I have enough, right? So like right. if I had, and I see this a lot with um, Florida state employees and um, federal government where they think, oh, well, I have a pension. Um, I have, I can live off of my pension and social security. So I have this other money that's in my 401k and I can, I can use it as funny money. Well, or they, they keep very little cash in the bank or cash on hand. What's going to happen is things go wrong in life. And some of the stuff is actually reasonably foreseeable. Sometimes you get, you get hit with something that you can't foresee. But what usually happens when one thing goes wrong, two or three things go wrong because they spiral. And so you have to, you have, to have some money set aside for emergencies. Even if it's you know three months of your expenses, it's something there to get you through any kind of a difficult patch you may have. Yeah, and th there was a figure somewhere where they said about, I, I don't know how much percentage, but people didn't even have $400 or something saved up for something that they would need in an emergency. And that that's shocking. Yeah, I think it was something like 62% of, of people don't wow. even have that. Wow, that's, yeah, not good, not good. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995 is the number to get in touch with Steve. Also, not reducing your tax bill. You want to reduce it as much as possible because who loves paying taxes? <laughs> yeah, no one loves paying taxes right. is the answer. <laughs> um, but, yep. Yep. So even if you have a lot of money saved, taxes can eat into your retirement income. So you want to make sure you're using advantage, you know, tax-advantaged retirement accounts and you're, you're thinking about your strategies. Where's the most common mistake? So let's, let's look at the, the 401k plan. Now let's just say your company also offers a Roth 401k. And you might think, well, I'm too old to do a Roth. It doesn't make sense. But let's just say you have a high six-figure balance, maybe even a seven-figure balance saved up in your pre-tax retirement plan. What you're doing is you're, you're losing flexibility when you get to 72 years old and the government forces you to start taking distributions. So even though you may not need to spend the money, you're going to have potentially uh, a six-figure minimum distribution, and it's going to cause you to be in a much higher tax bracket. And so thinking about taxes tomorrow is smart when you're getting closer to retirement, and maybe foregoing the tax deduction today by putting money in after tax into a Roth makes more sense than putting money uh, more money into pre-tax if you've already saved up a huge amount in your pre-tax retirement savings. Okay. Okay. Also to not estimating your social security earnings online. So this is a huge mistake that a lot of, a lot of uh, people make. This is uh, probably one of the, the bigger rookie mistakes. And this is a rookie mistake of people who are retiring early. So when you get your social security statement, they are projecting you working to your full retirement age. So if you're working in a job where your retirement age is 57 uh, in terms of your job or 62, um, Social Security is projecting you in all likelihood working to 66 or 67 years old, depending on your age. And so on online, you can actually plug in your earnings record and calculate what your Social Security would be if you stop working at 60 or 61 um, instead of just blindly following the statement. So we all kind of look at page two of the statement, which tells us what our retirement benefit is at 62, at full retirement, and at 70. But that that necessarily accurate if you're retiring prior to full retirement. So you want to use those numbers on the third page of your Social Security statement and actually project the right number. Okay. Okay. Also planning for healthcare costs is they, they definitely add up. Yeah. So 
people say, oh, I've, I've been reasonably healthy. I go for a physical, I, I exercise. I'm not going to need that much money for healthcare. I have Medicare. It's going to be fine. Uh, well, so they do a study every year, Fidelity Benefits. And last year, they calculated that over the course of an individual's retirement, that they're going to spend $295,000 uh, over the course of retirement on healthcare cost. Wow. Now, how? How is a question that I always get, right? Mm -hmm. And so where does that money go? And so 42% of that 295 comes from co-pays, deductibles, um, and, and office visits. The other 39% is, is from uh, your Part D and your Part B premiums, as well as hospital visits. And then the final 19% is on your drugs, your prescription drugs and your... Um, generic drugs. So that's where that comes from. So it's a realistic thing. That's, you'll notice what I didn't say is it, it doesn't cover long-term care costs. So if you needed nursing care at the end of your life, your cost could be obviously significantly more than that 295000 And that's something you go over with your clients. You go over all of that as well and, and seeing the different areas that they, they need assistance with and, and planning with. And uh, I know that um, for the listeners out there, you want to give that offer for them right now. Yeah, no, and we're going to, we still have about 10 spots left, Teresa. And so for anyone who calls in, we're going to do a full-blown financial plan. And what, what we mean by full-blown is that we're going to look at everything. So we, we take a holistic approach. We're going to look at not just uh, your retirement goals. We're going to look at what you've done right now. We're going to assess whether you're on pace to get there. If you're not on pace, we're going to tell you the hard decisions you need to make if you want to keep those goals. And then we're going to look at potential risks. We're going to look at anything that we consider reasonably foreseeable. And the number to call Steve is 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build a tomorrow that you want. Folks, there's no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation, to find out what your investments are really costing you because of those high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call Steve right now. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Steve is an advisor you could trust with over two decades of experience, and he's there by your side. He's listening to your concerns and plans for your future. Let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you. Again, that number 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What's on the way, Steve? When we come back, we're going to talk about ways to keep your taxes in check in retirement. We'll break down some ways you could be taxed in retirement and offer some ways to potentially minimize that impact. Welcome back to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard and is a fiduciary and has over two decades of experience. And now we're going to talk about everybody's favorite subject, taxes, right? Um, people, yeah, people often believe that their tax burden is going to automatically go down into retirement, but that's not always the case. And sometimes it could even be more than when you were working. We're going to take a look at some ways you can get taxed in retirement and how you can minimize the impact. First one is a traditional IRA or 401k withdrawals. Okay, so this is a big one, and we started to touch on this last segment as well, but you want to take out your retirement assets, your pre-tax retirement assets in a measured way. What do I mean by that? Well, you've been saving all along into these pre-tax retirement accounts. And some of us are aggressive uh, in saving in our pre-tax accounts. And what happens is, is that perhaps the reason you were able to save is that you live a pretty frugal lifestyle. And what I've found in my years of doing this is that people who live a pretty frugal lifestyle leading up to retirement don't all of a sudden become a spendthrift in retirement. And so now 
they have these pre-tax assets and they say, well, I don't want to pay taxes on them yet. So I'm going to wait till I get to 72 and have to start taking them out. Well, now, because our tax brackets are progressive, you've now just compounded your tax problem because you have this large minimum distribution that you're not spending that you now have to pay income taxes on and is going and you're going to be taxed at a higher percentage because it's going to bring you into another bracket. And so your silent partner in that transaction is Uncle Sam. So it's important to look at your assets and, and the tax structure of those assets and make course corrections ahead of time. So maybe it's smarter to actually take out from your pre-tax assets prior to 72. Um, but you won't know unless you put together a plan. Yes, having a plan is definitely important. Also, too, we touched on this a little bit earlier, Social Security benefits as well. So your social security benefits can be taxable. So if you have a pension and you have um, 401k withdrawals that you're making and, um, you know, just other income from investments and what have you, it's you could be taxed on up to half of uh, or sometimes up to 85% of your social security. Now, that's not an 85% tax. It's, they count 85% of your social security as as taxable income. And they use something different. They use um, something called countable income, which is which is a little bit different. Um, it's your AGI, but they add back in your non-taxable interest and half of your Social Security benefits. And for a lot of people, that's um, you're going to be above the threshold for um, for tax-free treatment of Social Security. So um, definitely something to be cognizant of, and something you want to work with a financial planner who understands retirement and understands what's going to be taxable and what isn't. Okay. Next, and this is becoming more and more of a rarity, pension income. Yeah. So pension income is, is a, is a wonderful thing if you have it. And so nowadays pensions are going the way of the dodo bird. But uh, if you're still, if you work for a state government, like if you work for Florida or if you work for the federal government, you probably still have a pension. And it might make sense to look at ways to maybe minimize the tax impact of that pension if, for example, you don't necessarily need all of the pension to live on. So like, for example, in Florida, um, they have something called the drop program where you could actually start your pension five years before your retirement and you're instead of getting the pension payment, it's going into a deferred retirement plan. It's called the deferred retirement option plan. And so, uh, you know, working with someone who understands your benefits and understands strategies you can employ before retirement to minimize the tax impact in retirement is is definitely worthwhile. Okay. All right. Also, next is investment gains. So this is a huge hot button topic right now because uh, a few weeks ago, as many of you probably saw in the news, uh, the president is proposing a large increase on capital gains tax. And so a lot of people right now are thinking, well, should I sell my investment property? Should I sell stock that I'm up on? Maybe you were fortunate enough to buy Tesla and it went up a thousand percent. Do you want to sell it this year or do you want to wait and have the unknown? Now, they're saying that the capital gains tax bracket is going to really only increase for the wealthiest Americans, but until we have a final legislation on it, we have no idea what that's going to be. But in all likelihood, capital gains taxes are going to go up. So why historically are capital gains better than income? Because they're a flat tax, meaning you pay the same percentage on your gain. And that flat tax is usually lower than what your income tax bracket would be. So investment gains, um, you know, typically give you a little bit of a tax advantage over having something like a non-qualified annuity where it would be taxed as income. The other thing about investment gains is you can choose when you take them, right? So you, um, unlike uh, the interest on a bank account where you're getting income and whether you spend it or not, you pay the taxes on it. With a capital gain, you pay it when you sell it. So you have a lot more flexibility and choosing on when you realize the tax. 
Okay. And that's 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995 is the number to get in touch with Steve. We also have investment income. So some people make money off their investments by selling them at a profit. Others, however, make money by holding onto the investments and collecting the dividends. So that would be, you know, the the dividends from stocks, or if you do have bonds, it would be interest payments on bonds. The bad news is, is that dividends and income are generally subject to taxes every single year. Now, some dividends are considered qualified dividends, which is a preferential tax rate. And obviously, some interest is tax-free if it's a municipal bond or, um, or certain other types of investments. But the majority of those dividends and interests are going to be taxed as income. And so whether you're spending it or not, you're getting, you're paying the tax bill. And so you want to look at what you're spending. And if it's money that you're not spending, maybe it's not the best place to have it. And so that's why it's so important to have a plan, Teresa, because when you, you have a plan, you can, you can basically know and have certainty. And so that's what planning gives you. It gives you peace of mind. It gives you certainty. And, you know, that's, you know, from all the stuff we've talked about today, it's not just the taxes, it's, it's everything that has having the budget, it's um, establishing a savings withdrawal strategy. And so, you know, the last thing you want to do in retirement is deplete your nest egg prematurely. Well, if you get hit with a huge tax bill, then that's exactly what you're doing. Um, so what happens is you might be able to, to weather that storm now, but then later in retirement, you've left less assets for yourself growing. And no one wants to live on the same fixed budget, especially when inflation is buying you less and less. And so that's why it's important to really um, work with someone who understands all these different pitfalls and how to address them. And, and that's something you are an expert at. You've got over two decades of experience and you are a fiduciary. And I know you want to help the listeners out there plan for their retirement. I do. We want to get you started off on the right foot. And Entering retirement means grappling with a, a whole new schedule, but it also means a whole new set of financial decisions. And so it's great to have someone who can guide you. And we still have five spots available for anyone who wants to call in, and we will put together that holistic plan completely free for you. And that number to call Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. The first step is to sit down with a financial advisor. It's something we're talking about today resonates with you, whether it's tax planning, Social Security, health care, or just that overall big picture. You want to give Steve a call, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. If you feel the need to just get that second opinion, if you want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, you want to call Steve. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. And he's going to translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense. All the callers that call in are going to get that comprehensive financial review. It's going to show you where you are now. But most importantly, the review is going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. In short, you've got nothing to lose. Call now and don't delay. The phones are ringing and spots are filling up fast. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What's straight ahead, Steve? When we come back, we've got some great questions from our listeners. That and more right after this. Welcome back to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve's the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. I do like that title. I've said that before, but it's, uh, it's good. It's Because, <laughs> you know, there is no cookie-cutter approach when it comes to retirement. So that's a great title. And we're going to have some fun now. Time for the listener questions we get every week. First up is Arthur in Celebration. I am 67 years old, and I intend to take Social Security benefits at age 70. My wife turns 65 in June, and she does not have the minimum 40 credits of work to get her own Social Security retirement benefits. When she turns 65, can she claim spousal benefits? And how will they be calculated? 
And if she claims spousal benefits, will that have any effect on my benefits when I claim at age 70? It's got quite a few questions. Yeah, so let's let's actually tackle those questions, Arthur, in reverse order. Okay. So will it have any effect on your benefits when you claim at 70? No, uh, it will not have any effect on your benefits. Um, how it will be calculated is she will get half of your full retirement benefits. So she doesn't get half of your benefit at 70. She gets half of what your benefit would be at full retirement. Now, can she claim spousal benefits at 65? The answer to that, unfortunately, is no, because as you mentioned at the beginning of your question, you're 67 years old. So if you defer till 70, that means you're delaying filing your claim until uh, you're 70, which is three years away. If she takes it in June, that's obviously less than years from now. And so um, <clears throat> the rule is, is that if you're, if you're eligible uh, for spousal benefits, you have to have been at least married for at least a year, which uh, I'm assuming you probably can check that box. Um, <clears throat> and then your spouse has to be at least 62, which she is. Um, but you will, the, the third box that you can't check is that, um, you, you would have had to have filed for social security and you have not done that. So, um, great question, but, um, and then what you'd want to do. And one of the things that we would look at in your plan is, does it make more sense for you to file early and, and not get that 8% step up, but get the two social securities, um, or does it make more sense for you to wait and have her wait as well? Okay. All right. Great. Next up is Sheila in Davenport. I have most of my money in a traditional IRA. I am 66 years old and still working. Is it better to convert to a Roth IRA and invest? Am I able to transfer the stocks in the traditional IRA or do I have to sell them? So a couple of great questions there. Sheila. So let's, let's delve into this a little bit. So you're still working. My first question would be, are you offered a plan through your employer? Cause you mentioned you have it in an IRA, not in a, a 401k. And that's, that's, that's going to be important. The other question I would have right off the bat is, do you plan to continue working? So remember we talked about what age do you want to retire? Well, that's important because if your goal is to work until say 75, the right answer would actually be to take your traditional IRA and roll it into your employer plan, which is advice that you don't normally get. But the benefit of doing that, let's just say you wanted to work till 75, oh. is that you don't have to take a minimum distribution um, while the money is in your retirement plan. In a traditional IRA, you would have to take the minimum distribution. The other reason I want to know if you're covered by a plan through work is because if that plan has a Roth component, it's much smarter for you to just take your new money and do the Roth IRA and do Roth contributions as opposed to doing a Roth IRA conversion. A conversion can make sense, but when you convert the money, it has to be there for five years to get at least um, the tax advantages. And really you wanna have it sit in the Roth for about 15 to 20 years to really get the full benefit of a Roth. And so, 15 years puts you out at 81 years old. And so if it's money that you're truly never going to spend over the course of your retirement or you're, you, you don't think you would need to touch it until your 80s, then maybe a Roth conversion could make sense. But the other factor that you need to think about is that when you do the Roth conversion, you then would have to pay income tax and you're still working. So you'd probably be putting yourself into a higher tax bracket. So I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of, of you doing the Roth conversion just based on the little bit I know of, of your situation, but that's something you would want to sit down and, and we can, we can analyze in more detail one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. All right. Next up is Joel in winter park. This year I plan to maximize my contribution to my 401k, including the catch-up provision. Can I still contribute to a Roth IRA? Yes. Depending on your income, uh, if you're below the income threshold, depending on your filing status and, and your income threat, as long as you're below the income threshold, you should be able to contribute to a Roth IRA. There's also something uh, that you could do 
where you do a non-deductible IRA contribution in a to a Roth. That's sometimes called a backdoor Roth IRA. But there's some tax nuances in that, and you, you, we really need to look at your individual situation if you are making above that income threshold and see if there is a way for you to get money into the Roth. All right. All right. And we have Vince in Claremont. I am retired and I have several international and U.S. ETF bond funds, which make up 70% of my portfolio. Some are not doing well. Should I remove some or even all from my portfolio, even at a loss? Vince, uh, you never want to make decisions outside the context of a financial plan. So you would definitely want to put together a financial plan to make sure that that allocation is suitable. My gut reaction is, is I, I, I'm not a big fan of bonds uh, in general because we're in a rising interest rate environment and bond prices move opposite interest rates. However, you, know, you don't want to just blanketly say without looking at your entire situation and your, own, your entire financial picture, I don't want to blanketly say you should remove it from bonds, but I would definitely be concerned that you have that much in bonds. Um, you know, 70% of your portfolio, that's a lot to have in bonds. Okay. And our last question comes from Lee in Apopka. I am retiring from my job in June of this year. I have money in a 401k and an IRA totaling approximately $200,000. I also have a pension and will receive Social Security benefits. I still have a house payment and some other debts. My income and debts are approximately the same. I'm not looking to invest any of my retirement money. What type of advisor should I see to help me budget my retirement savings and pay off some debt? Great question, Lee. And so a lot of financial planners are only going to be looking to try and pick, put together an investment or an insurance plan. And you're saying you don't want to do that. So it's, um, it's important that you work with someone who is actually doing financial planning and is not compensated by the products uh, because that way they're not, their advice is not being clouded by what they want to sell you. Now, it sounds like you probably don't have a high risk threshold based on the fact that you said you don't want to invest the money. I don't know if that money is sitting in a 1% a bank account or, or where it's sitting, um, but you should plan on needing to use some of that money in retirement because even if you have enough to meet your expenses today, your, your expenses are going to go up from inflation. And so your, your question kind of discounts inflation. And we've talked about inflation throughout on this show as, a, as kind of the silent killer of retirement plans. And so even at a modest inflation rate, your, your money 15 years from now is not going to buy the same thing. And so if your pension and social security aren't keeping pace with inflation, and in all likelihood, they won't, because as a retiree, you're going to eventually consume more health care. And we talked about today the, the 295000 that you're going to spend on health care over the course of your retirement. And so um, you do want to have your money invested. But yes, you also want to, you, you can also, if you don't want to take risk, what, what it requires you to do is to run a tighter ship. What do I mean by that? Well, it means you need to tighten the belt strap and you really need to dig in and do some budgeting. And some of the stuff that we talked about today, like the aggregator tool, uh, a good financial planner is going to have that stuff and they're, they're going to have techniques for you to budget and they're going to have data um, that's going to help you put together your budget and make realistic um, budgeting choices. And so we've talked before about, you know, if you made a new year's resolution to lose weight, you buy a scale, right? Well, you've, you're, you're basically right at your target weight right now. So now it's, if we're using that same analogy, right? Um, you want to, you want to make sure you maintain it. So how do you do that? You have to measure, you have to, you have to constantly track your spending and you have to make hard decisions when, um, when your spending increases or when you have emergencies, if you're not going to take investment risk. Yes. And, and I was just going to say, and that's something you could definitely help uh, everybody out there listening today. You've got some spots left on your calendar, but not, not too many. Yeah, no, we only have, uh, unfortunately, we only have three spots left. But, um, you know, whether it's handling volatility or worrying about if you're on track, we're going we're gonna to do that at no cost and no obligation. We're going to put together a comprehensive retirement distribution plan. So you've worked hard for your money and it's just as hard 
to um, help you to protect it and grow it. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that heavy lifting for you. And we have a wide variety of tools like the aggregator tool that we just spoke about that will show you, hey, here's what you're spending. Let's plan on the on the numbers you have, not on the numbers you wish you had. And so when we do that, we make better decisions. When you measure, when you when you use a process to go about planning, you make better decisions than if you just kind of go haphazardly and you use hope and prayer. Um, that's not a financial plan. So we're going to we still have three spots left. Uh, love to hear from you. And um, we are going to put together that comprehensive plan completely free. And it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995, the number to get in touch with Steve. Again, you want to get that financial roadmap put together. Steve's going to translate the complex financial world into something that makes sense. This is an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. Again, just a couple spots left. I hear the phone's ringing. So, folks, you want to get in now. At the end of the show, at the number is 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. That roadmap is going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, it's going to show you where you need to be. You've got nothing to lose, no cost or obligation. Again, one more time, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. And I just can't believe this. the show's over already. I've had so much fun and learning new things, and I can't wait for next week. Another Sunday in the book. Well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and whatever, whatever weekend you have left. And uh, until then, we'll see you next week. See you right back here next week for another edition of The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. The information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Caruso offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset Management, LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. 